wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going. Welcome into the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we'll talk about the Royals getting their first win of 2020, Greg Holland and Trevor Rosenthal both getting off to good starts, and a whole lot more. Let's start with yesterday's win over the Padres. The Royals get their first win of the spring training slate, defeating Eric Hosmer on the Padres 8-5. Jorge Soler hit another home run in this game, his second of the spring. I mean, he just does this. I mean, this is what he does is hit home runs. And if he can continue this trajectory, if he can continue on what he did last year, he's going to get moved at the deadline. And he can turn into a guy who you move and get back significant pieces for. As I've mentioned on this podcast so many times before, this year is different unlike most years. Over half the teams in Major League Baseball are competing for the playoffs. Well over half the teams in Major League Baseball are competing for the playoffs. So the trade market will be vibrant. There's only a few amount of teams who are even looking to sell. So every piece that you can get to improve your team is that much more valuable and if Jorge Soler can play the way he played last year if Jorge Soler can build on that this year he becomes a worthwhile piece for any AL club now the negative for Jorge Soler's market is he can't play in the NL you're not going to trade a ton of prospects you're not going to trade a ton of assets to get Jorge Soler and have him as a bench bat because you cannot put him in the field. You just can't. You can try, but ultimately you're going to need to take him out for a defensive replacement once the innings start to get high leverage, you know, come six, seven, eight, nine. So his market shrinks to only the AL. And that still is a good thing, though, because in the AL, I don't think that there's that many teams who don't consider themselves to be playoff contenders. So. I think that Orsillier's market could be incredible, and it could go from getting a nice piece in return, which is what we all thought would happen this time last year. Maybe you're going to get a nice nice piece in return for Solaire to getting something that can truly jumpstart your rebuild, can truly make an impact on your future. And so his second home run of the spring brings a ton of optimism around Kansas City. Khalil Lee, another guy who hit a home run that built in a ton of optimism. I mean, Khalil Lee... We talked about it yesterday a little bit. I think that people underrate Khalil Lee. He's not the Bobby Witt name where, where, you know, you get super excited about Bobby Witt. He's not one of these hurlers who you get, you know, a ton of hype around like Brady Singer or Daniel Lynch. But Khalil Lee, I really think he can turn into 
at worst, an everyday player in the big leagues, which is which is a huge, huge deal when it comes to prospects, because most prospects turn into nothing. But I think Khalili, at worst, his, his floor is an everyday player, an everyday player who you feel confident in going out there. I think his ceiling is an all-star. I mean, Khalil Lee has all the tools, has the ability. I really like his game, and so far he's off to a phenomenal spring. Phenomenal. Bubba Starling went two for four yesterday. Nice start to the spring for him. He's fighting for the bench bat from the outfield spot. And then Cam Gallagher. Now this is a, a, a note that might get a little bit lost in translation from a national perspective and even from a local perspective. Cam Gallagher goes three for three. He's had a good spring to start things out, and that's huge for the Royals because Salvador Perez is back. That's true. He's playing spring training games. He seems fully healthy, but he's still returning from Tommy John surgery. He's not going to be ready to catch 162 times. He's not going to be able to catch the amount of workload that he has in his career. This year, unlike most years, unlike any year in his entire career so far, this year is different for Perez. He's going to need to DH a little bit. But then you have Soler there, so he's going to need to play first base a little bit. He's going to need days off completely or he's not even in the lineup. So you're going to need a an everyday caliber catcher in place of your all-star caliber catcher in Salvador Perez. And if Cam Gallagher can be that guy, that would be phenomenal for the Royals. And even if he's a little bit below that, even if he's a little bit below an average replacement level player, you're still going to be in a huge winning position with Cam Gallagher in that lineup. He goes 3-for-3 three three yesterday. He's going to be a guy who you lean on a ton in Kansas City because, again, I, I don't think that, that Salvador Perez is ready to catch an entire season's worth of workload. I, I just don't think he's going to be ready to do that. So you're, you've already had talks of seeing him at first base, which, luckily for the Royals, they don't have a guy like Eric Cosmer anymore. They don't have a guy who you just would hate to move out of your lineup at first base. You're going to move out either O'Hearn or McBroom. So, you know, that that would be fine too. But you're still going to need that backup catcher, and I think Cam Gallinger is going to take that spot and run with it this spring training and on to the year. So that was pretty much all from the lineup perspective. On the bump for the Royals, Brad Keller got the start. He was a bit shaky. One inning, two hits, a home run, two runs given up. Uh, not the best outing from him, but it is early in spring training. As I mentioned on the podcast where I talked about how to watch spring training games, most of the time these pitchers aren't really trying to get outs, as weird as that sounds. They're not trying to maneuver the lineup per- perfectly. They're just trying to work on different pitches and, and see what works and what doesn't work. And most of the time pitchers go out there and only throw one pitch to see how effective it is against live hitting. And so Brad Keller got a bit lit up yesterday, but no big deal. You know, We'll still see how he progresses this spring. Stephen Woods Jr. is a guy who, of course, we've talked about on this podcast a ton when he was drafted in the Rule 5 draft and after his first outing this spring. He's looking to make the jump from A-ball to, to the major leagues, of course. He'll have to be on the Royals major league roster for the Royals to retain him. If they try to send him down, he will be returned to Tampa Bay. After a amazing first outing, an amazing first outing, he looked pretty solid on Monday. I mean, that's the best you can say about, about Stephen Woods Jr. from listening to it on the radio. Obviously, you don't get to see what actually happened. But he went two innings, gave up one run, and it sounded like he ran into a ton of bad luck. A chopper got through the infield. A couple 
ground balls got through. I mean, it sounds like he got into some bad luck, some some bad situations uh, that caused that to happen. But Stephen Woods Jr. is someone I'm very high on and, and is someone that I cannot wait to see perform at the big league level. I think his curveball is one of the best on his pitching staff, and I cannot wait to see how he progresses. And again, a, a fascinating story to move from A ball to the major leagues. And then the last two pitchers I want to talk about today are two of the biggest surprises, two of the best surprises, two of the most interesting players. First off, Josh Stomont, and he had a great outing his first time out, and you thought, okay, maybe he's turning the corner, but his problem has always been consistency. His problem has always been duplicating what he does well. It's always been taking that next step and being consistent. So after his great outing, he turns around and turns in an electric one, one inning, one strikeout, one, two, three, and then he was done sitting at around 100 miles per hour at least. I mean, if you can get Stomont to perform consistently and and perform with control of his pitches, he's going to be a guy who you can put in that closer role, who can develop to be that, that next lockdown bullpen guy who you can throw in at any high-level situation and feel like you can get out of it. Because if you can control over 100 miles per hour on your fastball and have any sort of break on a on a secondary pitch you're you are one of the automatically one of the hardest pitchers to hit in baseball and so I love what Josh Tomont's doing and I hope that this continues past his first two starts in spring training and then Greg Holland goes one two three in his one inning of work matching Trevor Rosenthal I talked yesterday about how Trevor Rosenthal kind of put the the pressure on Greg Holland kind of set the tempo for Greg Holland two guys who are Reclamation projects, trying to make it back to the big leagues, and Greg Holland answered the call. One, two, three inning, looked good. Uh, you know, was working on a slider, was working on his curveball. You know, looked pretty good out there, according to everyone who saw it. Sounded good on the radio. Uh, Greg Holland will be a guy who you really want to follow and watch. Wearing number thirty-five this year, uh, you know, it's a it's a good story. Uh, like I, like I mentioned, whenever he was drafted, the nostalgia factor, the the selling tickets factor for him, because you're going to want to go see Greg Holland, one of the last vestiges of the World Series team. It's a good story. He's off to a good start. I think that he makes the club. I think he's in the bullpen on opening day. So after the break, we'll talk about Keith Law's top 100 prospect list and preview today's game against the Rangers. So Keith Law, now of The Athletic, debuted his top 100 prospects. He was formerly of ESPN.com. One of the biggest names in terms of Prospect guys who who do a lot of scouting and do a lot of following prospects and ranking prospects and a guy that's really respected around baseball for his prospect knowledge. Uh, a bit of a a bit of a jerk, you know, a bit of a jerk personally. But uh, in terms of his prospect knowledge, he usually gets these things right. Obviously, prospects are the hardest thing to talk about, and so you're going to get a ton wrong. But in when it all averages out, he's pretty good at his job. Uh, Daniel Lynch. For the Royals now, this is we're just going to talk about the Royals that he has on his list. He only has two. Uh, first off, Daniel Lynch is ranked 13th on his list, the second best left-handed pitcher on his list. Daniel Lynch, someone who a lot of fans are excited about. And I'm very high on Brady Singer, but I understand the anticipation. I understand the hype. I understand the, the excitement around Daniel Lynch, and as does Keith Law. And then his second Royal is Bobby Witt Jr. He has Bobby Witt coming in. At 47th, the number two overall pick in 2019, I think Bobby Wood Jr. is going to climb 
up the prospect top 100 list as he progresses. Obviously, you do not want to give him a ranking too fast too soon. Only got drafted in 2019. Number two overall pick, though. Many believe he's going to be the best the best prospect the Royals have ever drafted, or some believe it's going to be the best prospect since George Brett. That's been long reported since he was drafted. I love his potential. I love his upside. I love what he brings to the Royals, and he can be one of those guys who put the Royals on the map. A young prospect who has the charisma, who has the ability to transcend baseball and become a star off the field. I think that he's one of the rare breeds that can do that with his with his athleticism, with his playing ability. And I think that he's a guy who could also take that next step and, and want to get out there and want to market himself. Say what you want to about Alex Bregman, but outside of the cheating scandal, he has done a good job of, of making a YouTube channel and, and going out and doing interviews and, and, and calling up Barstool and you know just doing these things to get himself out there. And I think that Bobby Wood Jr. could do that as well. Uh, he just seems like that kind of guy who would be interested in it. And the hype around Bobby Witt Jr. around Kansas City is going to be massive. And I've already talked about this on a couple episodes ago. But when it comes time that he's knocking on the door of the big leagues, when it comes time that everyone knows his name, when it comes time to call him up, the hype around that day, the hype around Bobby Witt Jr. Day, his, his Major League debut, will be enormous. And it will be the most hype we've ever seen at Kauffman Stadium. It'll be bigger than Eric Hosmer Day. Way bigger. Now, that was a huge deal. For those of you who might not remember, Eric Hosmer Day was a huge deal around Kansas City. I think this gets even bigger, and it gets an even bigger reaction, because people just don't know how good this kid is yet. But he is phenomenal. And I cannot wait until his career progresses enough to where we do see him in Kansas City. So let's preview today's game against the Rangers. Of course, it comes on at 2.05 Central Time. Radio only today, but a ton of regulars are in the lineup for the Royals today against the Rangers. Of course, as I mentioned, in spring training, you're going to get a ton of regulars whenever you're playing at home. And obviously, playing the Rangers at Surprise, Arizona, where you share a complex with them, you're going to still be at home. On the mound, Jorge Lopez looking to duplicate his fantastic start to the spring Two innings, no runs, a couple strikeouts on his Friday debut. Looking to duplicate that again against the Rangers again. He pitched against the Rangers on Friday. Going to do it again today. Uh, in terms of the lineup, you're going to have Merrifield, Lopez, Dozier, McBroom, O'Hearn, Isbell, and on down the list. Of course, the only regulars in that in that list uh, for the Royals is going to be Merrifield, Lopez, Dozier, McBroom, O'Hearn. O'Hearn and McBroom fighting for that first base job. One of them is going to turn into a regular. And then you have Nicky Lopez, Dozier, and Whit Merrifield. Pitching today, the biggest name, the most important name is Trevor Rosenthal. He'll be pitching today out of the bullpen. Chance Adams, another guy fighting for that bullpen spot, which we previewed last week. He's going to go again today after getting rocked in his first start on Friday. Excuse me, his first appearance on Friday. See if he can bounce back. But Trevor Rosenthal, of course, the one that you're really going to pay attention to outside of Jorge Lopez on the mound for the Royals today. So that's previewing today's game. I also want to talk about a locked-on Royals Fantasy Baseball League. So I want to put together a Fantasy Baseball League for all of you listeners out there. Shout out to everyone who supported this podcast so far. The fastest-growing Kansas City Royals podcast on the market right now. The only everyday Royals podcast on the market right now. The support has been phenomenal, especially as if you consider the fact that you know we're battling 
the Chiefs' coverage after they won a World Series. We're battling the offseason of baseball, uh, but we're back now, and it's baseball season. I want to interact with you guys a little bit more. So I'm going to put together an ESPN Fantasy Baseball League that I want all of you to be able to be a part of. And so if you follow me on Twitter, mention me over there, DM me over there, get in contact with me on Twitter, and just say that you're interested. Give me your ESPN email address so I can invite you to the league. The draft will be March 24th, so you have time to set your schedule. You have time to enter the league. You have time to get everything ready. We'll have it on March 24th. It's a little bit late, but that's because I want to see uh, this league not only fill up, but also be able to draft guys who obviously aren't injured. There's nothing worse than having the draft right now, and then next week in spring training, a guy's out for the season that you spend a high pick on. So I like to do my drafts for every fantasy sport as close to the season as possible. So I think this will be a fun way to interact with fans and, and have a, a week-long thing where we're always interacting, always talking about fantasy baseball and competing over there. At the end of it, there will be a bit of a prize that we'll talk about when it gets closer to the end of the fantasy baseball year. But feel free to join that. Mention me on Twitter, DM me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter to get in contact and get started on that. We also have a new fantasy baseball show on the Locked On Podcast Network, which is great. You can go over there, check it out for all your fantasy baseball needs and fantasy baseball advice and insight. So thank you all for listening to the Locked On Royals Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast leave a review on itunes preferably five stars send me your spring training observations on twitter what do you like about spring training so far who's impressed you who hasn't impressed you over on twitter at rylan underscore styles it's at r-y-l-a-n underscore s-t-i-l-e-s on tomorrow's show we will recap the rangers game and also preview a huge preview a huge wednesday slate for the world there's a ton going on tomorrow that you're going to want to come back for and listen to. So be good and be good to one another. This has been the Lockdown Rose Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network.